2: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's
1: code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to our sex tape. You
0: get me, blood. <laughs> My God.
1: I don't breathe. I don't sweat, I don't poo, I don't breathe.
0: anyone <laughs> only one answer. Why, do,
1: why does a chicken squawk? Get that. <laughs> Two, three, four. Yeah, Pete. Uh, this, this
0: is me talking into my muff. Yeah. You've got
1: um, <coughs> Muff diving. Muffing your teeth.
3: All oh,
1: right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> well, <after him. laughs> Don't bite me. You're
0: right, closer. Click yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in. What are we doing, Hotel? Sit up room. up straight. <laughs> 317. <laughs>
1: Welcome to our sex tape. <laughs> So guys, um, welcome back to the... Have we started? Th- have we started? Just started. Okay. Hi, and welcome to the Therapy Crouch with me, Abby Clancy.
0: Me, Peter Crouch.
1: And we're in a... We're not at home today. We're in a hotel. This is not my couch. I would never pick this. This is something Pete would choose.
0: <laughs> you, you disrespect <laughs> my interior design skills all the time. If I was allowed to express myself, I would have an incredible house.
1: So what would you do? What kind of couch
0: would you have? I I wouldn't have this couch. I'd have a a bigger couch. It'd be nice. It's a huge part of where you are every single day. Like the bed, the couch is the most important thing, I think.
1: You sound like a slob.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I just, you know, when you're at home, you relax. You know, you're out and about all day. You want to get down, you want to, you know, get on the couch. You want to get down. Get out of business. Get down, get Uh, down. Don't you start, Ross. Where (laughs) where were you last week?
1: Welcome back, Skyver.
0: Yeah, I've been... Glad to be back. Was doing a little bit of après, a little bit of skiing, skiing. On the, in a in a, in a pod, on a podcast series, the middle of it,
1: we're obviously paying him too much. Number one, and number two, <laughs> he didn't ask permission.
0: No, I have had some serious conversations with HR this week.
1: <laughs> well, Ross, you've been missed. It's been noticed that you were missing for a week.
0: Mm.
1: You know, se- sexy voice, sexy voice, Ross.
0: Shout what? out, Chelsea. <laughs> I see
1: you. I see you, baby. <laughs>
0: this is this is a joke this what's a joke well, he's getting hit on here and he's like are you
1: jealous He's have even me face
0: pure personality
1: but that's to be honest that's what it's about if you can fall in love with someone through the personality that's what i did with you yeah, but
0: I, it helps that I'm it helps that i'm like nine i'd say nine and three quarters out of ten
1: you're a six now remember. <laughs> I did you up to a good
0: six, strong six. This is something we talked about when we were on the John from Rush show recently. Yeah. Um, you said that you people do up their men to a certain standard, then they they leave them. Then they, they get they a big head,
1: good. think they're great, and then move so, on.
0: So your optimal level of doing someone up is to a six. So mm-hmm. I asked the question: Do you? I'm around a, a six and and no more.
1: I don't, Ross. That was the chair. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to have a serious conversation with my husband and you're uh, boffing in the What's corner. What's serious about it?
4: Yeah.
0: So, I'm a six.
1: You're not a six. I'll tell you you're a six just because your head doesn't get too big, but you're actually a 12.
0: No, that's yeah. bollocks. No, I mean, no. No, don't try and be a friendly one. You, I'm a six and that's, I'm comfortable with that.
1: You absolutely but any... You're absolutely not a six. Do you think I'd go out with a six? <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. You're a bloody 12. I'm
0: comfortable being six. You shouldn't a be. strong six is not bad.
1: Sorry, I'm drinking my wine of the week wine.
0: <laughs> have you got a wine of the week? You might as well start. If you're going to sip it now, you might as well start.
1: Um, I actually have. So it's our daughter's birthday tomorrow. And we've just bought a birthday cake. And Pete just throws it in the boot. Like wonky. You know, when you get a birthday cake, you're like putting it in the car like so carefully and you just threw it in and it was like on an angle
0: there was there was there was a tiny piece of cotton which like the arm of a coat cotton, and i placed it in i placed (laughs) it in and it went when i say on an angle it was 0.2 degrees (laughs) (laughs) okay so if that's on an angle then you know it's
1: just so annoying that like throughout this pod actually there's always your version and my version
0: Two sides to every story. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what we're doing. You've got wine of the week, like <laughs> obviously it's going to like. Am I supposed to? Yeah, but it's just not true. Take it. It is true. You just it's don't totally even realise. It's totally true. There was no need to flag that up. There was. Uh, do you think I you? I want my daughter's cake to be ruined on her birthday as much as you do.
1: Do you mean as much as I do? Well, I, I don't
0: want it to happen the same as you. What okay. I'm saying.
1: Well, that that was that's kind of my only wine. We've had a really fun week this week.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've got a whine. My whine is that, I know we haven't got into the topic of what this is about, this podcast today, but it feels like I probably shouldn't be here um, because it's sort of a women's health issue that I have no clue about. Yeah, but I
1: think, (laughs) I actually think the opposite, to be honest. Because if more men were aware of the repercussions of having a condition like... Endometriosis. They'd have a a deeper understanding into so many things. Like joking aside, you know the anxiety, the pain, you know pain during sex. You know, just mental health in general. You know, you could be there to support a little bit more instead of just thinking, "Oh God," as she is on the blob again. Oh my
4: God.
0: Oh, do you know what you've said there? Actually, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Mm. You know, it really does. Um...
1: And you know, you're a dad of two daughters. You're you're going to go through this: the periods, you know, babies, boyfriend, all all of these issues. And I th- I think you are you are quite good at it, really. You know, you supported mm. me through four pregnancies and erratic hormones and so many issues. Mm. So I want you here. You're you're the you're flying them male flag today and you can be you can ask the questions all the men want to ask.
0: that's the problem. I don't think they want to ask any.
1: (laughs) 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 It's our first guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our first guess.
1: We should leave that in. I'm sure they think we're filming a porno see (laughs) their face then. Literally. Do people do that?
0: Well, film partners they must do <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they do, <laughs> I'm sure they do yeah. <laughs> oh, I've
1: never seen
0: one so <laughs> no um, yeah I, that makes sense I think actually you know <laughs> joking aside we probably should understand more of what you're going through so let's do that you know I I will listen and I will understand more of what you um you ladies go through
1: yeah good cheers, cheers few weeks ago on one of our episodes what to expect when you're expecting we touched on the um topic endometriosis and the fact that i had it and that, that was the reason why it took us so long to conceive and you know the fact we were diagnosed it was treated and we went on to have four kids and you know totally blessed thank god but the the reaction to that was incredible so many women i mean we had thousands mm. Of messages from women writing in with their stories and saying thank you for you know being open about your journey and discussing this because mm. it's a private thing it's a taboo subject people don't want to well women don't want to talk about it at, at times and I think you know early diagnosis is key in this in with this condition because it can you know it causes horrendous pain uh, pain during sex and it can lead to infertility so it was important to it, it, i feel for me as a woman especially a woman who's had this condition to kind of try and raise some awareness for this and it's national endometriosis awareness month this month so it felt like a perfect opportunity to revisit it and give our listeners a little bit more information and more facts about the condition yeah. and what they can do to help themselves
0: uh, and that's the reason we invited uh, dr braithwaite um who's uh our, our doctor who's helped us that de- delivered all our children um and natalie kelly who's a friend of yours who's going through an endometriosis journey and this let's be honest right i'm sitting here and i feel out of my comfort zone mm. but i'm here obviously as other men will be for their wives and girlfriends to understand more and mm. to hear out you know, hear someone's journey, which is different to yours, and hear from a doctor what actually it is, and understand a little bit more. So,
1: well, well, that's the thing. You know, it's endometriosis is a, is a condition that affects every woman differently, and you know, just getting that understanding on the subject. And I, I do appreciate you sitting here because it is uncomfortable. It's, it's actually uncomfortable for me to kind of open up about things in front of you, and let alone on a podcast. Mm. But I think it's important. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And, you know, raising awareness uh, will help. And I think it does affect your mental health. And, you know, if you're in physical pain, you know, you do need that support from your partner. Like, if you're in a new relationship and it hurts you to have sex or you don't want to and you're freaking out, you know, people should be aware. Yeah,
0: and I I agree with that. It didn't stop me trying to get out of it six times. But... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I do support you. I'm here.
1: Okay, on with the pod. So, uh, Natalie, thanks for coming on the Therapy Crouch today. Really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much. Nice to be on uh, your couch and see you on mine. <laughs>
1: exactly. So, for all the listeners out there, um, Natalie Kelly is my good friend. And Natalie owns a beauty and wellness clinic in London where I go for all like my face and body treatments. And Natalie has been on her own endometriosis journey and has been very open with that over her social media channels. So I just thought it'd be a good idea to invite you on today so you could talk firsthand. You know, I've touched on my experience, you know, for me, I didn't have any symptoms. I only knew I had it when I was trying to get pregnant for two years and nothing happened. My doctor tried various things. He went through, you know, he put the dye through my tubes, which went perfect and I still wasn't getting pregnant so we decided to go in with the cameras discovered that I had the endometriosis removed it and soon after that I got pregnant so that was kind of my journey but if you want to talk us through yours a little bit
2: Yeah, my journey's probably been going on for the last, let's say, 20 years. So even from as young as being a teenager, I was first put on the pill for heavy periods. And, you know, I couldn't literally leave the house or go to school without, like, bleeding to death. Sorry, Pete. He's Um, used to it. He's got
1: three girls in the house, my mum, my sister. You know, Pete's Pete's been there through it all, haven't you, baby? I have, to be
2: honest. (laughs) And it's great that you've got that support system. Um, But yeah, my story... Well, you say that. Yeah.
1: He did actually tell me I told me I invented hormones.
0: Hold oh, on, no we haven't thing. got Natalie on here today to like, <laughs> oh, gang up on me. Let's hear about your uh, journey, please.
1: <laughs> Listen, when you
2: think she has the hormones, you send her out the house for a few hours to me and yeah, then I yeah, deal yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, I go back feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my hormones is a whole other story. Um, so yeah, 20 years of... Different surgeries, trying to find out what's going on. I used to just take the pill all the times. So then that gave me some hormone issues, and yeah, I am twenty years medical, but even so, I knew there was something wrong with yeah. my body, but I still couldn't get a clear diagnosis until I self-referred myself to um, a doctor, actually at the Portland, Miss Sarah Matthews, and a lot of my clients seen her and had a great success. So as soon as I went to her, she was just like, I think you've got this. Um, She was like, we need to do a surgery. And I was like, I open my flagship clinic like next month. We've been in a lockdown. I've done all this work. This is not the right time. And she's like, you've got to choose your health. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So why did it take nearly 20 years to get diagnosed for you? Well, on average, it takes around
2: eight to 10, even though endometriosis is as common as like a diabetes for yeah. a medical condition, for instance. So in the NHS, I just feel like in the UK, women's health is so poorly managed. Men's mm. health as well, to mm. be honest. Mm. Um, but women's health, we're just kind of fobbed off with I our think when, pains. Yeah, and well, when, you, when you're which,
1: supposed to have... when you Like as a woman, you're supposed to have barriers. You're supposed to give birth. So it's kind of seen like... They have to do it anyway, so kind of get on with it. Yeah. When in fact it's so traumatic for the body, like hormones can like wreck someone, okay. wreck someone's you know mm. mental health, physical health,
2: marriage, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But you know, you know, there's there's so much we have to take on as women, mm. and are just expected to deal with.
0: Mm. You know, endometriosis, right? <clears throat> do you think it's more? It's it's almost become like trivial compared to other you know, diseases or problems with regards to the NHS, because you can still get pregnant when you have endometriosis, yeah. is that why it takes so long to get? diagnosed? I think they
2: just take it takes so long because of just poor funding. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, if you go private, you probably get a diagnosis much easier. If you was in the states, for instance, it would be normal to see your gynecologist, your dermatologist every six months. You would never have kind of a cystic acne or a chronic inflammatory pain condition that literally affects your whole oh, life, life, spreading through your body, mm. like causing infertility causing um, you to have operations on your bowel and ending up with, like, a stoma bag. Like, some of the stories that I've listened to and some of the clients that come to me, it's just absolutely mind-blowing that it would get to that that
0: stage. But but this is is what I'm saying. So it feels like you have to get to that stage before you're recognised and taken seriously. Yeah. You know, rather than getting it early and
1: dealing with it. I think because the symptoms differ so much. Like, I, you know when I started my period, like my period was my period. So you're kind of used to what you have. So is this normal? Well, this is normal for me.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't have any other, apart from heavy periods, I had no other symptom. I wasn't in pain. You know, like my sister's also got it and she has so many more symptoms than me. Yeah. And, and ones that like, you know, stop her going to work. She can't leave the house. She's like pouring with blood. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the pain, pain in her bowels. You know, I think because the symptoms vary that much, it's hard to diagnose and they want to put you on hormone treatments first, like putting the coil in or the Mm. pill, you know, to see if Mm. that can kind of calm down these symptoms and make a change. And it's
2: because they can only get a true clinical diagnosis by laparoscopy. So they have to put a camera inside and they have to physically see the endometrial tissue. Um, And that's, It's a surgery. So they're like, let's just try all of these things and rule it out. And then at the very end, oh, we should do that. But I feel like it should be just much more accessible if you tick a lot of these things, especially if you're having chronic pain, if it's affecting your work life, your relationships, your sex life. For some girls, they can't even have sex. It's so painful never yeah. mind leaving things and then like you guys trying for a couple yeah. of years you know pete mm. pete was putting in the work and not getting anywhere so, yeah, was <laughs> the, <laughs> so it was an absolute nightmare he <laughs> 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 had fun trying
1: that's all i can say
2: <laughs> the good
0: old There's days
1: can you remember that pete what it was like
0: oh, i felt like <laughs> i was getting used if I was
1: <laughs> you actually said that to me at one point when we were trying <laughs> and it was kind of you know because when you when you t- when you're oblivious to the fact that you've got endometriosis yeah. and you're not getting pregnant yeah. and what should be, you know, let us have sex and see Sexy what happens. Time, yeah. Then I was doing like the temperature. I was doing <laughs> I was doing the, the egg um, monitoring. You know, so Pete was literally, I was literally like, Pete, we've got half an hour. Get in the bedroom right now. Obviously,
0: <laughs> I didn't turn any of it down, but I still felt like I was being used, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, for, you know, for me... It actually turned out well because my endometriosis was discovered, Yeah, I, I had the operation to clear it and yeah. then a few months later we got pregnant and then we went on to have three more yeah. babies so I was like fortunate and lucky and you know, thank God for that like every day. So what, you know, for you, you I know we, we've spoken, we're good friends and you're not ready to have babies yeah. just yet, you've just, you know, you're running your business, conquering the world with your clinic. <laughs> yeah. So what,
2: what's your plan? Yeah, so obviously when I had to have the diagnosis and then I had to go back to the clinic and she was saying, you know, you're getting a little bit older now and maybe you should do the egg freezing. And I put it off still for like two years. I was like, I haven't got time for it. But to be honest, my condition still wasn't being controlled. There's still a lot of pain, still a lot of inflammation. So if that carries on you're very blessed and very lucky and sometimes pregnancies can fix endometriosis and can slow it down but for some people you it can still continue to grow and you can still have to have multiple surgeries in future so to protect kind of my eggs and my kind of options because I don't feel ready right now um, I did the egg freezing. So I just did that last month. It's oh. quite a journey. Yeah. A lot of hormones, Pete. A mm-hmm. lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, for someone like completely naive like yeah. me, right? I didn't even know what endometriosis was until, you know, Ab had it. But neither did I. But what, how, what the egg freezing situation... Again, blows one. Like how and um, how do you manage it? How what, what do you do? It's
2: pretty crazy. Um, so a lot you have to take daily injections. Obviously, I'm fine with that. I'm used to doing the Botox and all that jazz, <laughs> So that one's easy. But if you're quite scared of injections, sometimes people's partners do oh. them. So daily injections. Every other day you need to go to the hospital, you have to have a transvaginal scan. So the scanning, the checking, how much the um, follicles are growing, how many eggs, etc. And then they kind of get you ready to the point. So it's kind of a, around like a two week process. And then they say, right, everything looks good now. And then they give you a trigger shot that then pushes you kind of into the ovulation. And then you go like, um, I think it's about 36 hours or something later for the egg collection yeah so they do the retrieval and then they say we'll take they'll get how many out as they can um and then they count them and whichever ones are mature they can then freeze them so yeah i was actually really really lucky but they took 28 from me
1: oh my god
2: interestingly you know how spiritual i am they took them on a new moon day and then i'd <laughs> left and they called me and it was exactly eleven eleven. and they was like we've got 28 eggs and 28 was mature and we've frozen 28.
1: oh my god i just got so goosebumps
2: i'm kind of like listen i've got time the universe is telling me chill out girl mm. go back to your business i saw eleven
1: and eleven yesterday on you? the 11th Yeah and i text holly because she's into all of that and i was it's that intuition isn't
2: it yeah and even when it's a new moon it's the best day to manifest something that you want and i was literally like holding my ovaries going through like giving them reiki giving them strength being like you can get through this but it's quite a process like Mm. i shared and i I found what was really nice is so many more women opened up and shared and i wish that like even from school, maybe we sure, you know, with mums and your sisters. Mm. But again, you only know what's normal within like your family, your, your close family. Um, and even now we think my sister's got it. We think my mum maybe had it. Mm. It's like you only kind of find out as, as you're educated later on. Yeah, well, I think options. that's the
1: power of talking about things. You know, because people don't want to open up about it because I think as a woman as well, it, you know, it can be seen as a flaw yeah. in you and like there's something wrong with you. So much shame, isn't it? There yeah, there is shame in it and there shouldn't be. And, you know, I think it should be screened for like a diabetes or like bowel cancer. Like, mm. you, you know, you get tests from a certain age for all these different illnesses mm-hmm. because one in 10 women have it. it. It should be screened for. And this help and support and treatment should be available for women yeah
0: well this is why we wanted to do this podcast invite you on as well Thank because you. since ab mentioned that she had it the amount of the outpouring of people yeah. getting in touch like i didn't realize how common it was like you say like you yeah. if people you know friends like I've, I've got it so doing something like this raises awareness a of it. A, because
1: right. i've had a few well hundreds of messages actually of women saying it was too late for me to have children once i found the core of the problem, got diagnosed. I was infertile and I haven't had kids. And if I would have known about the condition and been able to do something about it, Earlier, I could have had kids. And this
2: is completely heartbreaking. You know, I see this with women on a daily basis having problems with the skin. I'm yeah, well, that must their, show, show. Their wellness. And the, it's, it's, all, it's an inflammatory disease. I think just we don't know enough around it. Mm-hmm. I think more will be found out in future. No, there's more like endometriosis foundation. And I think anyone who can bring kind of a limelight and awareness to it i think just helps other women to get diagnosed more easily and then they can make the options that they want for Mm. for the future whether that's egg freezing whether it's to protect the fertility or just pain management lifestyle changes yeah um just just really try and have some support
1: and did you go down was your um treatment all Totally medical, or did you seek out any homeopathic? Oh, you know me. Treatment? Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> Western taught, Eastern philosophy. So I love everything. Like <laughs> I like I said, healing, acupuncture. Yeah. Um, for pain anyway, just anti-inflammatory diet, CBD. I have to take it every day. CBD massage rub, hot water bottles, baths, all the traditional stuff, Pilates. Yeah. You know, as anti-inflammatory diet as possible, which I just feel like we just live in a society now where everything we do causes inflammation living yeah. in cities drinking mm-hmm. smoking toxin busy crazy lifestyles not taking care of ourselves that so probably it's going to become even more prevalent
1: oh, yeah so natalie i've got some um audience stories here that i'd like to share while you're well we've got you here on the couch if that's Amazing. okay okay um so i started my periods when i was 10 and still at primary school and they were heavy and painful from day one i'm now 40. And since I was 10 I've had so many different treatments seven operations including a hysterectomy contraceptive pill hormonal injections to put me through a chemically induced menopause physiotherapy scans MRIs etc etc and nothing helps not even the hysterectomy as I required further surgery two years after I'm now in surgical menopause it's affected my mental health massively I don't have children and I grieve for them every single day
2: beyond sad, oh, that's,
0: a, that's horrendous
1: endometriosis is such an invisible complicated and tragic condition there is no cure and literally hardly any funding or research i'm grateful for people like you who want to raise awareness thank you my god
2: it's just completely devastated our whole life that's yeah. Mm. So sad. Um and maybe if she could have had help and support on an early diagnosis, it wouldn't have got to that stage. But like yeah. I said, there does need to be more research and development from, you know, a medical point of view to find out mm. and to give clear diagnosis.
1: Um, having suffered four years with endo, I I finally was lucky enough to have treatment privately. This was a success. But quickly the endo returned. When speaking with my female boss about time off for my second l- laparoscopy is yeah. that how you spell it yeah. laparoscopy i was met with the respond you can't have it done during your holiday can't you have it done during your holidays it's not like it's cancer can you believe that i can't even begin to relay the anger i felt in that moment regardless of this i continue to have my second lap, lap- laparoscopy i can't <laughs> say that La- you're, you're. laparoscopy <laughs> laparoscopy and treatment, and we're now expecting our second BABA this summer. Uh. Thank God for platforms like this raising awareness for such debilitating diseases. God. Well, that kind of brings me back to my journey with endometriosis. Like, you know, when I got the diagnosis, I was like, what does this mean? You know, because in inst- your initial reaction is to go on Google yeah. and you see where it's like infertility, hysterectomy, lifelong condition, mm. you know, no cure. And it's terrifying. Yeah, so yes. what that does to your mental health and then you have all the anxiety, which is also not good if you're trying to conceive. But thank God we did. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy for that woman.
2: Yeah, and I would just like women just need to just trust themselves and their bodies if you know that something's wrong and you're in pain and something's not quite right you know you can't conceive all of these things your body's trying to tell you something so forget one doctor just go for the second the third just keep pushing and just trust yourself really and try and you know get some support as soon as possible
0: well Natalie thanks for coming on today Uh, I feel like a bit of a spare part I'll be honest I can't get involved too much and I feel like I'm a little bit on loose women but but other than that uh, I appreciate you sharing a journey and you know in all seriousness you know we are raising awareness you know we've had an amazing reaction to your you know your journey uh, and also want to get someone who's going through you know a similar journey or you know, obviously what you've been through has been been tough for you. So I really appreciate you coming on and talking about it. And I'm sure you've helped a lot of our listeners. So is there anything else you want to say or, or any advice to anyone sort of in the early stages of this or going through this? I would
2: just, you know, if I can inspire anyone to just go and get any medical checks, check things out, speak to their friends, family, the Endometriosis Foundation, do research. You know, you can follow me. I'm always sharing tips. You can DM me. I'm happy to support and refer you to the people that i found that have given me the most support and the tips and tricks and things that i do for pain relief and and to help me but um yeah just trust yourself and listen to yourself and listen to your body and just don't be told no really by anyone but particularly the doctors who are not that great in diagnosing this this condition yeah
1: yeah thanks again natalie i've loved having you on and i will see you next week when i come in for my air uh, facial <laughs> but yeah um if anyone wants to follow you and follow your journey, yeah. um, where can they find you?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> On your Insta. Instagram at Natalie Kelly LDN.
1: Okay, fab. Thank you.
0: Cheers, Lani. And next up, we've got Jeffrey Braithwaite.
1: So today we have got the wonderful um, Dr. Jeffrey Braithwaite. Um, Jeffrey has been in our lives for over 15 years. You know, he helped me get pregnant he diagnosed my endometriosis and delivered my babies and you know has always been there as a doctor and a friend you know Mm. at the end of the phone every time we've needed him you know the amount of times Mm. i've called you hysterical okay doctor Mm. i've got this i've got that
3: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that you're making me blush (laughs) um please call me jeffrey i I hate titles um but you know i call my dog after you don't you well, I I'm going to have to tell the story. I did hear that you called your dog after me, <laughs> and uh, I was when I heard that I was really really chuffed. I thought that was really sweet. But when I took that information home to my children, I, we all had dinner together, and I said someone's just called their dog after me. They all just thought <laughs> that was just the funniest. So that wasn't quite because I, I thought I was quite chuffed, <laughs> and I, I was not expecting that reaction at all. Because so,
1: <laughs> so. no offense, I couldn't call my son Jeffrey. My dad's also a Jeffrey and i just think i, I couldn't have i couldn't mm. do it to them no offence doctor <laughs> but the dog loves his name
3: well <laughs> i'm still chuffed chuffed dog <laughs> uh, but my children thought it was very funny so
1: um we've got you on here today because um a few podcasts back we talked about my journey with endometriosis mm-hmm. and the fact that you were the doctor who discovered that we talked about me um struggling to get pregnant for yeah. a couple of years And then we did further investigations and discovered I had endometriosis and you treated it Mm -hmm. with the camera and then the operation. Yes. And then I successfully got pregnant and went on to have three more babies, thank God, which is not the case for every woman. No. So I was just wondering if you could shed a little bit of light on the condition. and. First of all, what is endometriosis? Okay.
3: okay, thanks. Thanks very much for that introduction. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I hate endometriosis, and I think it's great that the awareness of endometriosis amongst women is getting better, because ultimately women have to push to get things done, um, and that's possible to do that. So, endometriosis—hate endometriosis. Treatment is better, though. Promise you. So, endometriosis is when the lining of the uterus, which sheds every month, so normally when a woman has a period, the lining the lining of the uterus comes away with a period. But we think that in some women, the blood goes back through the tubes with the lining of the uterus, which means that some women get bits of the lining of the uterus, the endometrium, which can get stuck in the tubes or stuck around the ovaries or sometimes behind the back of the cervix. And that means that when your woman's having a period, you're just kind of bleeding a bit internally. Gosh. And that blood can accumulate. And then sometimes the endometriosis can go into other parts of the body, but that's pretty rare. So most endometriosis is outside of the lining of the uterus, so around the ovaries, in the tubes or behind the back of the cervix. Um, It's fed by having periods. So if women have periods and periods and periods, the endometriosis in some women can get worse and worse. And the sort of symptoms it tends to produce, it can can cause painful periods, Mm. sometimes heavy periods, pain with sex, lower abdominal discomfort. And in some women, it presents with just not getting pregnant yeah. because those are the th- sort of things that endometriosis can cause.
1: Well, I think when I discovered I had it, you know, it's the initial, oh, my God, get on Google. And mm-hmm. it's terrifying. You read words like infertility, yep. you know, um, a, a lifelong condition. There's yep. no cure. And, yep. and it's terrifying, especially for me because I know as you said, it's important for, for women to push to be heard yep. and get the treatment that they need. But what if they don't have any symptoms like I, I, I didn't and the only yep. symptom is not getting pregnant?
3: Okay, so well endometriosis, one of the problems that we have is it comes in four grades. So grade mm-hmm. one, two, three and four. So grades four endometriosis is when you get, it's really easy to see on the scan, it's rare. It's when you get big black areas around the ovaries and it's very painful grades one and grades two endometriosis can be quite subtle. They can be little patches, which sometimes can be difficult to see on the scan. Yeah. So sometimes you see a woman who's got symptoms, you do the scan and it kind of looks all normal, but then you sometimes end up doing a laparoscopy because you think there must be something causing this and then you see the little patches of the endometriosis which you can easily get rid of. So it can, that's where sometimes the diagnosis can be made. So sometimes women can have the symptoms They have the scan, and the scan is normal, but sometimes they've still got grade one, grade two, endometriosis, which sounds not very much, Mm. but that, grade one endometriosis can cause a lot of pain. Yeah. So I look after some women who've got grade four endometriosis and I look at them and think, are you not in much pain? And they're actually not in much pain. And one woman hasn't done anything about this grade four endometriosis for years. Mm. Yet you see a lot of women who've got grade one, grade two endometriosis where it's causing them a lot that of symptoms. Be. So that's where
0: sometimes it can be really difficult to make the diagnosis. It can be quite subtle. Mm. Can, can I just ask about the awareness of endometriosis? Yeah. Like for me, obviously, when I didn't know it because Abby had yeah. it. And all the people that have got in touch with us on our podcast, we've been, been inundated yeah. with, with messages. And that's the yeah. reason why we're yeah. sort of doing this podcast. I, I can't understand why, if it's such an issue and a common issue for women, why it's not out there as much as, say, you know, other Diabetes or is yeah.
3: it
1: Diabetes, can you not screen for it
3: now? It's definitely changing mm. as a result of this type of awareness. But you only have to look at the fact that we're now talking about the menopause you know, mm. ten years ago, hardly anyone talked about the menopause. Now yeah. we're all talking about the menopause, and that's got to be a good thing. So it's going to go the same way with endometriosis, and you know that's where things like Google and looking things up and awareness, because awareness means that women then can be they can look up their symptoms and they think, well, I might have endometriosis, and then they can go and re- they can write their symptoms down, go and see their GP, and their GP can look at their symptoms, and then if necessary, the GP can organise scans and can organise perhaps to see a specialist. So, you know, I think information is king, and I think women being in control of their own bodies, we all have to be in control of ourselves. Nobody's going to save us. Mm. So if we have symptoms, we should write them down, email them, and go and see someone about it.
1: Do do you think women are heard when when the word endometriosis is brought up, or do you think it's kind of like a bit of a topic like oh women you have periods deal with it kind of thing
3: well i think that's where there used to be a bit of a problem because well sometimes there may have been amongst us well all women have painful periods but actually yes you know as a man as a gynaecologist i've never had a period but i you know i'm i think they must be awful so having periods must be tricky but some women have more painful periods than others and then there are the other symptoms such as the pain with sex the bleeding the pain in between the periods and obviously then the fertility. So I think I think awareness is only a good thing. I mean, it's going to create more women thinking, do I have endometriosis? Yeah. But then that's, I think I'm a huge fan of GPs because mm. GPs can... They're the they, first step, aren't they? They're the first step and, keep- and they can be a really good filter for I think this is normal, I think this is not normal. So I think GPs are used to dealing with this, the awareness amongst all of us. GPs, gynaecologists is much more about endometriosis. So that's what I would do if I was a woman, if I had symptoms, I would think I'm going to go and see someone about this Mm. and then I would speak to my GP and the GP may say, "Mm, I think you need a scan here and that would be the first thing to do and and that you you could have a scan which is a relatively easy thing to do, much easier than a smear but a scan is a relatively easy thing to do and then we can interpret the scan and if the symptoms can be explained, treatment is necessary. But if they're not, then that's where sometimes the gynecologist, the gynecologist would need to be involved in that care.
0: Can I just ask where you go from there after the scan and you've been diagnosed with it? Okay. what What is the, if you need, do you need an operation? Okay,
3: well, it depends on the situation. So say, for example, you had a 22-year-old young woman who's been getting painful periods, maybe pain with sex. She has a scan which is showing maybe that she's got early endometriosis. It doesn't mean just surgery. Mm. So there are certain things you can do sometimes going on the pill for example. So young women will sometimes go on the pill which can sometimes perhaps stabilise the endometriosis, maybe reverse it.
1: And is that because it stops the period so you're not getting that flow? So,
3: yeah, so, yes, exactly. So women when I they take it. the pill, some women will take the progesterone only pill where they don't. some women don't get any periods. Some women would take a low dose combined pill and they can back to back so they get less periods. So as you say, you're getting less periods. And there are things called marina coils. Mm. So marina coils are little plastic things you can use in young women. They're a bit like the old-fashioned copper coils but they're plastic and they secrete a very small amount of progesterone. They were invented as a contraceptive but the side effect is women's periods get much lighter and some women don't have much of a period with that. And we think that having a Marina call in for early endometriosis can help stabilize, maybe reverse it. Yeah. Of course, if those sort of conservative measures don't work, then that's where sometimes some women would need the laparoscopy, which is, you know, as a surgeon, I'm always trying to avoid doing surgery. But sometimes depending on the, the severity of the discomfort and if conservative measures like the medications we talked about don't work... Then and if s-
1: it's causing a problem for fertility exactly. as well.
3: And, that's, and a laparoscopy is something that people like gynaecologists do all the time, but it's not something you do lightly but it's where you put a telescope usually through someone's tummy button, and the incision is about a centimetre, and then you put maybe some two little incisions, about five millimetres on the side, so you can see the uterus tubes and ovaries from the inside and the outside, and those little patches of endometriosis, usually you can just sort of burn away God. and get rid of the endometriosis. Wow. And then you talk to the woman about how you can reduce the risk of it coming back because, as you were saying, it can sometimes come back mm. because it's fed by periods. So many women, if they do need surgery, would have the laparoscopy, which is what the surgery is called, and sometimes women would consider having a coil in at the same time, which can help reduce the risk of the endometriosis coming back.
1: And I think it's, it's that thing of... Getting women to talk about it and and you know proactively go and see the GP because yep. you know I I've literally over the years had you up the wall with symptoms doctor I'm dying I've got this I've got that but,
3: you know but I, but
1: I've that, been very vocal
3: yeah but what you're doing that's not unusual that's mm. to be honest I mean the only difference I I would say that you're you're actually take this the right way but you're an easy person to deal with and i mean that because i I can't i can't go along with that (laughs) (laughs) i need to explain so please do (laughs) you know if a woman tells the doctor what her symptoms are we're our job is to sift through what symptoms are well that's nothing or that's relevant etc so we sift through that and that's what gps do brilliantly you know mm. gynecologists we think we're quite good at that but gps are fantastic at doing that so there are certain things that you think ah, that doesn't sound right so if a woman's expressing all her ideas or all her concerns that's great the women who are dare i say are slightly harder in my opinion, to diagnose other women who are perhaps don't come forward so much, yeah. who are a bit quieter about it, maybe a bit shy, maybe they don't feel as though they want to talk about period problems and pain with sex. Mm. You know, I spend a lot of time talking about sex. It's yeah. really weird. But actually for me, it's completely normal. <laughs> mm. So GPs, gynecologists, we talk about sex all the time. But for some women, women need to know that they can, if they're having pain or problems with sex, Actually, it's completely normal to talk about that.
1: I'm still embarrassed talking about sex, and I'm 40. My dad <laughs> but, thinks I've only had it four times, yeah. <laughs>
3: four kids,
1: and that's it. I'm like... But I think
3: you know, I think it's so. I, I think if people are tell that, let let you. And know, that's why I was talking a little bit about if you write your symptoms out. So some women mm. come to see me, and they've got I've got these symptoms, and that is just great for me because yeah. I can go through their symptoms, and I can go tick tick cross 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 actually, I think you've got this. So mm. I think writing things down is really good for us. Mm. And also it means that if a woman's got a written down list of symptoms and a written down list of questions, the healthcare professional that's seeing her kind of has a duty to answer all those questions. Yeah. So I think that's a good way of trying to deal with time and things there.
1: Yeah, mm. I think that's a good... Because as well, if, if the symptoms are like on and off, yep. which they are with endometriosis, um, or can be, they can pain be. Yep. and stuff like that, you, you you do forget when you haven't got that pain you forget that you've had it so yeah. writing it down yeah. is definitely a we, good way because we
3: all want things to get better yeah. so the, as you say the, the period oh that was a really bad period but now it's gone Actually, I shall feel okay I'll wait for yeah. the next one then I'll wait for the next one so i think yeah mm. i think i agree with those those strategies mm.
0: write it down is catching it early like key to this or or, or or does it not matter as much
3: i i think it does i think endometriosis tends to be progressive So it starts off with early, then builds up possibly through the stages. Um, You know, there's no doubt we see women with stage four endometriosis, not as often perhaps as we did because I think women are more aware of it. And hopefully as publicity is better, they'll become even more aware of it. Um, And if we can, it's so much easier to treat at stage one, stage two, Sometimes not even surgery is required. You see, mm. but stage four can be quite tricky to treat. It sometimes you can't even do that through the telescope. You sometimes have to do an open operation, but even that's treatable. Yeah, which is why people like me hate endometriosis. Mm. But I think the earlier you see it, Peter, mm. the better. Well, it's
1: like anything, yeah. isn't it? Really, nip it in the Early bud. nip it in the bud. Yeah, but
0: like, if there be plenty of women like who are similar to me and wait till the the effects are intolerable before they see someone and i know that's not the right way to go about it but i'm sure there are people out there who wait until you know there are physical symptoms rather than well think but
3: that's what we're trying to help promote isn't it Mm. that's what we're with awareness we're hoping that women will feel confident to talk about really private issues to someone they have trust in so we can nip those things in the bud so you
1: know it can have it can have a negative effect on someone's relationship as well if you're like in a new relationship and you're not wanting to have sex because it's painful
3: or massive you know yeah. that, that's
1: like a huge yeah a, a huge part of a relationship mm. isn't it yeah
3: yeah huge absolutely and you know in a new relationship women may not necessarily be very happy to say so that actually disgusting. that's hurting
1: yeah
3: um and so i can only imagine for women to you know sex is supposed to be a comfortable pleasurable thing to do for yeah. it to hurt Um, and not something that women shy away from. Absolutely, that can have a massive effect on people's relationships. And that's where our frustration is because often there are some fairly simple, easy things you can do to get rid of that.
1: Is there anything women can do lifestyle-wise, like diet, exercise, that can reduce or improve symptoms of endometriosis? Okay,
3: so I would love to say... Yes, if you do this. I mean, we know that having a healthy lifestyle is clearly a good thing for us to do anyway. Mm. Um, good lifestyle, good sexual health, you know, be careful about sexually transmitted infections, etc. But if there was something magical I could say that did reduce the chance of endometriosis. I mean, I think there's definitely a genetic link. Some women some women do all the right things and they get endometriosis. Some yeah. women do all the wrong things and don't get endometriosis. So, I, I wish I could say that there's something dietary wise that's not to say again to re-emphasize i can't say that i can't say to you that women get endometriosis because they do that or because they don't do that i think early use of the pill marina coils i think can be helpful um so nothing magical at this stage i'm afraid
1: no so it's not like it's not linked to like an inflammatory diet like loads of alcohol and i mean they're, they're
3: trying to look at all of these things, um, but if there's anything definitive that comes out, obviously, but at the moment, to be yeah. honest, I, I can't say that you, you couldn't say that a woman got endometriosis because she didn't do that yeah. and a woman didn't get it because she did that. Yeah, It's not quite as It's like people than. don't
1: smoke and get lung cancer. Yeah, people smoke all their lives and don't. There's yeah. kind of no rhyme. Or, obviously, I mean, it doesn't help, but there's no rhyme or reason to all of
3: the things you were talking about: healthy lifestyle, doing lots yeah. of exercise. These are clearly good for how we feel mm. and are good for us anyway. But we can still get endometriosis. Yeah, mm. yeah. And as as a gesture of goodwill to you, um, you know, I'm very passionate about women's healthcare. Obviously, I'm a gynaecologist, so I would be very happy to see. Some of the women that you're who are having problems in my rooms, and that would be, you know, I'd be happy to see them at no no charge or anything like that. That so I could at least then I can do a medical report for them, and well I can assess their symptoms, and do a medical report which I can send to them, which they can then take to their GP, and that can be useful in terms of speeding the process up a bit and
0: things like that. So very happy to do that. That's an amazing offer. Like you don't have to do that. I know that obviously it's an incredible. Two hours ago,
3: two hours ago, Abby said, Jeffrey, we're in. Suite 317 <laughs> and I thought oh she'll probably buy me a drink there. so <laughs> so, you know, so for a middle aged man to have Abby oh that,
1: my god yeah if anyone come, sees come that to,
3: text come to come to sweet 317 I
0: wondered why you took time out of your busy schedule
3: <laughs> I'm wasting for you you were gutted you. when I was here so these are, you know these are one of the moments in life that middle aged men like me don't get very <laughs> often. so we're all so, middle aged now doctor <laughs> Hardly. So that, that, that text message will be private and live with me forever.
0: <laughs> Apart so, from when you go down the pub. So. <laughs> that
1: is, no, um,
3: no, no, no. God, I didn't think of so, that.
1: That's so funny. Well, so I'm the, blushing. The,
3: so the least I can do, and you made me blush too. <laughs> <laughs> so the least I can do is I'm, I, I admire what you're trying to do here. I think it's great. It's a lot of work for you, but anything to help with... The women i'm happy to do that so it's easy for me so please that's a genuine
0: offer no that's absolutely amazing and, and you know if you have or you think you're suffering then uh, you can get in touch with us at the therapycrouch.com and um we will we'll forward you know maybe someone to you i really appreciate that More gesture but uh, you know, obviously we can't help yeah. everyone but you know we no, might be able to help but we can one you know, or two women out there one a week for a long time helps
3: quite a lot of people it's all just chipping away isn't it mm. thank you sir. i'm god
1: i'm i'm actually gobsmacked at that thank you so well, much doctor i was gobsmacked you've helped my... me for well you that's... know we've known each other for over 50 well the, the, the amount of time i've we've been together really mm, yeah mm. and you've delivered all my babies uh. and been there throughout throughout my whole pregnancies. you've had me like a nutcase on the phone with all my symptoms and pictures of
3: rashes and oh, um, <laughs> everything and we are where we are now yeah. you ought, as i said a few moments ago it's it's easier for us to cope with let it all let all the symptoms out and then we can sift through so, well yeah l- i'm actually gonna let, cry it's mm. been an absolute pleasure let me know how i can help we're all trying to do the same thing we're all trying to you know help women
5: aren't we thank, thank you. you thanks Pleasure.
1: You know, early diagnosis is key. I think we gave, you know, the, the guys gave some amazing insight into the facts of endometriosis where you can get help, you know, and I actually can't believe that Jeffrey said he'd see one woman a week.
0: No, oh, That was an incredible gesture. Like, um, uh, yeah, he, he, he's trying to help, and if we can help in any small way, That's what it's worth doing. I know know you felt like it was an obligation to do this podcast today because you've had so much interaction and feedback from just you mentioning it. And I think this podcast will really help. And obviously that from Jeffrey Praveway will 100% help. You know, he's talking about seeing someone once a week, you know, if that goes on for a, for a year, he's going to help a lot of women. And that is something that's gonna come out of this podcast.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's he's a, a guy who's completely dedicated to his profession. You know, he, he dedicated, he's dedicated his life to helping women with these problems. You know, he's, he's a father of three girls himself. You know, so it's an important thing. And the fact that he has, you know, I, I know he was worried about it being, sounding like corny or I'll do this, but he genuinely wants to help. And I am overwhelmed with with that gesture. And I think um, Natalie was really inspirational. You know, she's going through this now. She's literally just had the operation. She's been through the whole process of freezing her eggs. And, you know, she's she's there for people. You know, she's had so many girls messaging her. um, And she's been helping them as well along the way. So, Mm
0: what we have to say about her is like she's been so incredibly brave coming out about something so private and I think what Jeffrey was saying is that it's hard for women to discuss sometimes their problems and open up because they feel embarrassed whereas she's been able to come on and explain with total honesty her issues yeah um, which is and obviously- help
1: and empower women you know it's not to be ashamed, ashamed of it's a, it's a serious condition one in ten women have this and you know we can all help each other let's speak up about it and You know, get people taking this seriously.
0: So yeah, I think that was very informative. Like I say, a bit of a gear shift to the normal podcast, but we are gonna finish with the agony ab. Yeah, I Um, felt like
1: I had a duty to answer some of these girls who were writing into me, do you know? mm -hmm. I felt I felt like I haven't got all the answers, so let's get people who are going through it now and one of the best doctors in London for this top for this subject. So, you know, that's what we've done. But it's business as usual.
0: Well I hope it's helped. Let's get back to race day, Jack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder how he's getting on with that girl.
0: Uh, he, he's struggling. He's either broke, or they've split up, <laughs>
1: yeah. or both? But, yeah,
0: I mean, it's no, there's no way out of that, is there? If he continues to see her, it, it, he's just, he, it's not feasible. It's not sustainable. Uh, it, it, I think he would have split up with her. Yeah, top lad.
1: Before we get into race day Jack, race day, Jack or agony abs. I've got an agony ab. Your pod's coming back in a few weeks, isn't it? You know it. God, the race is on, bitch.
0: <laughs> I it's could... like, it, 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 I've, I've mentioned this before. It's like, you know, you have your wife, you have your girlfriend and you love it, but you also like seeing the lads and having a discussion about football and some of the things that you're not more passionate about, but <laughs> 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 some of the things you're passionate about with them
1: well this is not the the pod to discuss this on when you've been talking about periods for two hours
0: well this is what i'm trying to say it's great to raise awareness of periods and um women's issues but it's also great to go and discuss other things with Yeah, but with... you
1: talk about like farts and stupid stuff on yours but... like birthing and farts and
0: again issues people suffer <laughs> with flatulence yeah. and gas issues this is these are topics that need discussing it's not it's not it's not all farts and burps you know there's some serious... farts,
1: burps and gulls
0: <laughs> there is also other stuff on there like it's what m- I, do you know what you've never listened to it I haven't not once no I'd listen to yours
1: because you're on it <laughs> that's the only reason you're listening
0: the only reason anyone's listening
1: <laughs> touche
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we'll see won't we when yours comes out and there's a a, a, a number one a race to the number one battle.
4: We and shall. I, know,
1: I know all my girls have got me and my boys.
0: Mm, yeah. This is a great pod. I've just, oh, is it
1: going to be like a popularity contest? Because I like, can't deal with not that. Not at all. I'll actually die.
0: Not at all. Don't be silly.
1: <laughs> you, you know it is, and you, know, you think you're going to win. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> what? You're like, I hope it is. A it I because don't know. Like, I, I don't. I am the nation's sweetheart. I <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I've
0: just skimmed across this first agony ab, and okay. I'm slightly concerned that I might have been pissed and wrote in. <laughs> 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 because it's from Pete, and he mentions that he's 42. He says, hi, Abby and Pete. Um, is reliving my youth at 42 a bit icky? Life's got very icky. boring recently and I've got a lo- lot of younger friends who are in their 30s. I've been dressed, dressing younger and trendier, getting some piercings, i.e. nose and more in my ears, going back to my goth days by painting the odd fingernail black and I've even been slipping into the, um, in the new odd word that I've learnt, like, you get me, blood? <laughs> my God. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> The wife hasn't said much, but I can tell she thinks there's something more going on like a midlife crisis. Um, Agony Ab, should I pack it in and be the boring husband everyone knows or crack on and be as cool as I think I am? Cheers, Pete. Do
1: you know what? I think there's a lot to be said about confidence. You know, if you're confident within yourself, you can make other people believe that. You know, happy in your own skin. Like That's what I tell Sophia all the time. Like All the kids are wearing these North Face jackets with a pair of tracky bottoms and a belly top and they're all like clones of each other. And I'm like, Sophia, why don't you wear something that people will copy instead of the other way around? Like if he's if he's feeling good about himself with the painted nails and the piercings and he feels like he's kind of... But reliving his youth, 42 is not old.
0: Well, you know, that's my age and I, and I feel great.
1: But um, it does sound like us. You, you know, you're 42. Your name's Pete. You've got no piercings. Well, but like, we are. We do hang around with thirty-year-olds. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what We're I mean. Going to a thir- I'm, slightly, 30th I'm slightly concerned <laughs> next about this week. email, um, but I still feel like I'm 30 odd You know, so I don't. Yeah,
1: but my dad says that. My dad's like he still still feels like he's twenty-one in his head, and I do. I like sometimes I don't even feel like I'm old enough to be a mom in my head. Yeah,
0: do you but, know what I mean? I'm but, like, but also I. I, if I came in, right, and I hadn't told you anything and I came in with a nose piercing, right, an earring and a load of tats and I started saying, are you all right, blood? Um, um, things like that. You would think I'm a bit of a knob.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's obviously, he said a few more piercings and go back to his goth days. So his wife is obviously fully aware that he's got that kind of style going on anyway. It's like if a serfer came in with an earring with a, a tattoo and an e- earring, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. But if you did, you would, because you haven't got any of those things. You're quite conservatively conservatively dressed. But
0: like, I've always been sort of. I've never been like. I, I wouldn't class myself ever as being a trendsetter, right? But all of a sudden, a classic. More of a classic look, right? So if I then did get a mohawk, and an earring, and a tattoo, you would think I'd have a. I was having a midlife crisis.
1: Yeah. Which mm. you
0: will be. Okay. She came she from in, <laughs> and a
1: Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari in the garage.
0: <laughs> but this is the thing that men go through, isn't it? You know, I know this podcast is about, you know, female issues, but but men go through uh, a thing where they they do go, it's it's a different thing, but and it's obviously made a joke of, but you know, you do get to that age where you think, oh, have I gone? Have I gone? Like am I am I not attractive anymore? But am do- I like boring? You know, it's definitely a thing, isn't it?
1: Well, not for you, isn't? No, I
0: don't... I don't, I don't you I, could I never be classed like... as
1: boring. You haven't gone.
0: No, but I, I, I don't feel like that, but Pete does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pete 42 from Surrey does.
0: Just testing the water with really. my own email.
1: <laughs> no, it is. The midlife crisis is a thing. It is a thing.
0: I think he should discuss with his wife, would you mind if I got an earring? Or would it, would it make you feel ill?
1: <laughs> I quite like earrings on certain men
0: if I got an earring you. You, you would laugh you're enough
1: yeah but you're not the earring kind of guy
0: <laughs> yeah but neither Pete <laughs> that's what I'm saying he's, he's, he feels boring and he wants to you know spice it all up I don't
1: know if an earring's is the way to do that
0: nah good luck with it Pete though you know what I mean just go for it I say go for it
1: he's not doing anyone any harm no just be who you want to be
0: exactly this one's addressed to you um, so I don't know if you want to read it
1: she spelt my name wrong. Fucking nobbed. <laughs> 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 um, hey, Abby. I think I've literally done the most embarrassing thing known to man. My boyfriend invited me to his family home for the first time in Yorkshire. We had a lovely night with a home-cooked meal from his mum and then a few drinks snuggled up by the fire. It's a beautiful old cottage in a quiet, quaint town very different from London which is where I'm from his parents were so welcoming and made a big fuss over me after a lovely night of drinking and laughing laughing after sorry his parents were so welcoming oh, fuck I, talk, I his parents were so welcoming and made a big fuss over <laughs> stop <laughs>
0: welcoming I can't I
1: don't you just make me nervous because you've made it a thing now what you (laughs) put pressure on me if you can't read it's not a thing I can read (laughs) I can't read under pressure and because you've made a thing of it now
0: it's not a thing
1: it makes me scared and then I'm I'm making
0: mistakes okay okay Right. go again just leave me alone okay go from welcoming
1: his parents were so welcoming and made a big fuss over me After and after a lovely night of drinking and laughing, we headed up to our room to go to bed. Before heading to sleep, I stepped out to go to the bathroom. I didn't want to wake up his parents, so I left the lights off, trying to step on parts of the wooden floor that weren't creaky and my, made my way to the loo. I got to the loo and made my way over to the toilet. I pulled down my pyjama bottoms and sat down to my absolute horror... I felt the bare hairy legs of a man underneath me in that moment I knew I had just sat bare bummed (laughs) on my boyfriend's dad's lap (laughs) we both screamed
0: oh my god
1: my boyfriend came running into the bathroom flicked on the light and to his surprise found me in his found me and his father mid pulling up our trousers let's just say breakfast the next morning was the most awkward and painful moment of my life no one mentioned a word. No My one boy- even mentioned it. No. My boyfriend luckily laughed it off, but how the hell can I ever look as dad in the eye again?
0: I think that dad's got, you've got to laugh at I that. I think that's like, so funny. You not, if everyone laughs about it, it's gone, isn't it? I remember what you did like, straight away at a breakfast table. Oh, here she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you-?
1: It's, like, it's like when I slapped that man's bum that time. <laughs> And then every time I seen him, he was like, Go on. Yeah, you know that. you want yeah, him. Yeah. So I actually slapped a football manager's bottom by mistake. <sighs> it was a des- it was a des- it was a dare that someone made me do without telling me he was a football manager. <laughs> and now every time I see him, he's like, Go on, you know you want it. <laughs> Make
0: your own minds up who that is. Who <laughs> um, no, is it? Um, no, I know, I'm just saying to the to the listeners. We um, don't want
1: to expose him.
0: No, the bummy. No, I mean. The bummy. I don't think we can come up with that. The
1: bummy.
0: No? You the bummer? Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: the bum smacker and he's the bum smackery. <laughs>
0: mm. Um I mean this is this is outrageous, isn't it? I don't know. It's it's hilarious. I
1: think it's so funny, but There's, you would die, wouldn't you? The, you would die. One of the maddest parts
0: of this whole situation is um, you know, who's dad goes for a midnight dump? <laughs> <laughs> with the lights off.
1: No, Dark
0: midnight, dog. he
1: Could have been having a um, sit down, wee.
0: A sit down, wee.
1: So didn't one, didn't this happen to one? Didn't something similar happen to one of your friends? Like did, like I think they've been on a night out and he was staying in his girlfriend's house and then went into the mum's room and like weed on her or something.
0: Yeah, this this is my, my mate who will remain nameless. Um, it was his own starts
1: with G ends in G, ends in G. <laughs>
0: My mate Goog, um, so <laughs> 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 Googie went in. <laughs> Goog Goog went into his mate's house, into his mum's bedroom, and he, he weed on his mum. And that, he was still living at home at like twenty-five, and uh, that was the sort of the final straw. So he
1: weed on his own mum or his mate? Weed mom? on his
0: own mum. Jesus Christ! Low, it was a low point for him. What about his mum? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but mums are used to being we done. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> By the children and
0: what, what, though. Know?
1: Shut up. I mean when you when you change a baby, too. When you're changing a baby's nappy.
0: <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah.
1: What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's disgusting. This is what I'm dealing with. I mean, when you're changing a baby's nappy, the way on
0: right got you now
1: me dad me dad did that me dad used to wear in the wardrobe
0: That's so That's have quite, you ever done that common I remember staying at my mate's house once and um, waking up in the morning with no pants on and I I had no gear on and I went oh my oh god
1: you ain't at Sue's bum party, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had no pants and then I went oh my god what the hell and then I was like fuck so I sort of like Everyone was asleep, so sort of sneaked right round. And then I went to the toilet and they were just on the floor in the toilet. And they were like, had wee on them. So I don't know if I'd weed myself in the middle of the night or what. And like, <laughs> went, left my pants in the bathroom. And drunk? then gone back to bed. We'd had a few pints, yeah, I was quite young. Uh, and um, I thought
1: you didn't drink when you were young?
0: No, nah, a couple of pints. I was with um, a few of the lads, yeah, like the football boys. And um, I think I was in over my head, really. And, and, uh,
1: was there any girls there?
0: No, God, no. No, it was like a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was old enough to drink, obviously. <laughs> you know, I was having them... Underage 18. drinking? No, no, no. God, no. That's dangerous. But, um, yeah, my anyway, my pants were in the bathroom. It's,
1: I think it's mad from- the way, like, our producer... Like, we're only, like, six episodes in or something. Our producer... Goes on holiday. Like, we haven't had a holiday.
0: No, he swans off. It's just... it's just, What do you mean? You know, we had the holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> working,
1: We yeah, are working, but... though, on holiday. <laughs> oh, we're going to make your life difficult with this one. Okay. Um. Why do men have to list everything they've done around the house? Women just get on with it. But when a man does something, it's like breaking news and they expect a medal. Claire. I actually find it the other way around.
0: Yeah, you do it all the time i do it you, to you
1: because you don't realize the cogs involved that make our house run like clockwork yeah and it's like me it's like i'm like seven million cogs
0: yeah but what what i what totally agree with claire here is um i don't want to hear about it <laughs> 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 i just wanted to run smoothly without you know without this constant i've done this i've done that you know, and I,
1: but I like to make make you
0: aware. I appreciate you. You know that I'm only joking. I appreciate what you do. You do far more than me. I know that, um, and you're very good. And, and the house runs because of you. That is true. But just mention it a bit less. That's just just something to keep on top of. <laughs> it's just this admin I keep going on. You know, just something to mention. <laughs> you know just keep keep on top of things you know what I mean definitely but just don't don't bring me into it hi both I'm currently living in the shadows of my parents house I'm 21 I'm still living at home with my mum dad big sister and little brother as all young men do I watch the occasional blue movie um, (laughs) when the stress of daily life gets too much
1: I thought you said this was a part about women's issues. And <laughs> yeah, but you know, women. men
0: listen to this as well and they want to know. You know, I mean, he's watching the odd blue movie at his mum's house. He, to clear his head, he's saying, I've got uni work at the moment. I need a clear head. So, on the other night, my whole family are downstairs watching Gogglebox, which isn't really my thing. So, I thought I'll just go to my room and he's put this in inverted commas poach the egg. <laughs>
1: Poach the egg. What does His that words, mean? His words,
0: not mine. I don't know. I don't but know. What does that actually? I don't know mean? what you mean. am a guess. He's poaching.
1: Poach the. I've never made a poached egg. I don't like them. <laughs> I'm Pete. a fried, fried, fried or boiled kind of girl. How do you? Po- what? Then let me just work this out. With the poaching egg, When you poach an egg, you swirl the water. Okay. And then crack the egg and put it in. Right. So why is that like a sexual?
0: You know, it's all different different strokes tell me? for different folks.
1: <laughs> Does he like dip his Willy in water?
0: <laughs> I don't no. Know. I, listen, <laughs> I don't know dip what he in boiling water <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. He might do. He might do. Poach the
1: egg. Am he I being really sick? Dipping his Willy
0: in boiled water.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> I thought, oh, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I, I, I can't even use my imagination. To yeah, okay. The well, we'll listen.
0: You know, make your own minds Can up. Can you folks. tell me? I don't have no idea what he's doing. He's poaching the egg. I fired up to go to my content, and off I went.
1: Fired up.
0: Uh, there was no sound, so I kept kept turning my phone up, thinking it must be a dodgy video or something. Until a few minutes later, I heard through the floor. My phone was connected <laughs> to the Bluetooth speaker <laughs> in the living room. Oh, my parents and little brother went on holiday in the early hours of the next morning i got a text on the family group chat saying kenny when we get back we need to have a serious talk kenny and i need to be on the i need to be waiting on the dinner table at 1pm on thursday when they arrive home what the hell? My big sister told me they'd all heard and couldn't turn it off, and all knew what I was doing. <laughs> She's making it even worse with the constant reminders. She sent a calendar invite with the heading "Rest in Peace, Kenny." 1 p.m. Thursday. Is this Please, the
1: sister. Yeah. Shit staring. It's scandalous. Oh, I'd do Please that.
0: help me come up with the best lie to get out of this one, Kenny. He's only 21. He's poaching egg for fun. It's what he wants. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
1: You shouldn't have too, um, too many eggs in one day. <laughs> I've heard.
0: Make you go blind.
1: Is that what it does? <laughs> no? Oh, for God's sake. Sorry, I'm not in this lad banter. Oh, Laddie banter. Oh, God. Wow.
0: a Friggin' What hell crikey so uh, what does he do how does he lie how does he get himself out of this one I
1: just know I would do exactly the same you thing as sister I think it's hilarious like humiliate to death that's what I'd mm. do you know my brother once <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, obviously her eyesight's not great without her glasses and she's got these two little dogs Buddy and Scamp little miniature Morkies and they were playing like tug of war with something. And my mum was like, oh, what's that? And grabbed it out of the mouths and it was a condom, a used condom with a knot in. <laughs> and my mum was horrified and just laid it on my brother's bed and he was still in school at the time.
0: Oh my God.
1: And he, he had to come home to the wrath of that and I was so happy, I was <laughs> laughing my head off.
0: Well, this is, a, this is addressed to you, but I'll read it. Uh, hey Abs uh, I need help I'm dating the most amazing Downsworth guy he's so different from other men I've previously dated who were all flashy superficial and all turned out to be arseholes he's cultured he works in the arts and he's lovely creative soul uh, I'm in a completely different industry I've worked my arse off to build an empire renting out multiple houses on Airbnb I'm a really successful businesswoman and modest by the sounds of it
1: <laughs> is that what she wrote or you're saying?
0: no I just said it <laughs> To be fair, she did say. Listen, if I, even if I do say so myself, she did say that.
1: Don't knock
0: it. Don't knock a sister down. No, please. no, no. I'm with her. She's I'm hustling. Her. She's hustling. <laughs> Getting the peas. Um, I like going on nice holidays, dining at fancy restaurants, and dressing well. And I usually find myself paying for me and my partner to maintain maintain this lifestyle that I love. It's honestly not a problem at all. At all. I just like having an amazing time with him. Uh, But for some reason, this is the one thing we always end up having arguments about. We're in the south of France, living the dream, amazing food, champagne on tap. But at dinner, every time the bill came, it was so awkward. So awkward that at the last dinner, before heading home, I suggested that I send him money so that in the future, he can pay for the bill when we go out for dinner and not feel embarrassed. He didn't take this well at all. And we ended up having a huge explosive argument and barely talked on the plane home. This is the only thing we ever fight about. Everything else is perfect. How the hell do I navigate this situation without making him insecure? I don't want to compromise this lifestyle that I've worked so hard to achieve. But I also don't want to ruin my relationship.
1: I can see both sides here. You know, she's obviously done well for herself. She's worked hard. She's got to a a position of power or... A position to where she wants to be and is comfortable you know funding a lifestyle that she really wants met this guy who's you know not at the same level but really likes him and i can see for anyone that could be you know a little bit kind of demoralizing or you know i don't know i don't i, I don't know
0: I think this is a hard one to navigate. I think as a man, if someone said to you, Do you want me to put some money in your bank account so you can pay? No,
1: but I know I know I know um I've got friends who do that. They give the their boyfriends cards so they look like they're paying the bill and stuff. Not every not everyone.
0: No, but I, I just I just know how I would feel. I wouldn't I I wouldn't feel great. If that wasn't me in that situation, I would say to you, Look, I love you and I love going out on these these great holidays and I like going to expensive places but I am not on your level and I feel embarrassed and I feel and I'm sorry that I can't I'm doing I'm doing my best but I just can't pay for this Mm. and then I think she'll either go well okay we'll continue to do these things and I and and that sort of kills that problem dead
1: killed the awkwardness
0: you know because I I know how I would feel I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel too comfortable but
1: even if she says that to him he still might feel crappy about the situation
0: I think it's worse you know, going and like on these bit, holidays a bit more of though. a victim but I think it's worse going on these holidays and not saying anything you know like if, you, if you're just going around and like sort of taking it it's always going to come up eventually isn't it yeah, but
1: there's men who do this for a living there's some men who do this dirty for rotten
0: scoundrels dirty
1: rotten scoundrels <laughs> yeah they're not worried do you know what
0: it's a tough one it's a
1: tough one but it, it, it does go down I don't know what I'm being all like philosophical today I'm in the I'm in the vibe of just do what makes you happy and don't worry about what anyone says or feels or thinks about you.
0: Which mm, is unlike you.
1: What? <laughs> 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 what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about what anyone You're does. Just
0: a carefree kind of like let go with the flow kind of gal. I am. Okay.
1: One 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 today. One 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 one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's living the life of Riley. She's rich. She's hot. She's in the south of France, champagne on tap. She's got a hot guy. Who cares if he's not paying the bill? Shut up. You've got yourself there. You're smashing life, girl. Go for it. That's what I say. Okay. What do you say?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I know how I would feel in that situation being a fella, but like, if it's her and she's happy with it, keep going.
1: She should just reassure him. She should say, look, don't feel bad. We're having a great time. Luckily, I I earn enough money to get us to these places, you know. And what matters is that we're having the best time together. So just enjoy it while it's, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. God, I feel like this um, episode has been an emotional roller coaster. You know, we've had a laugh, we've done our typical therapy crouch vibe but we've also covered some hard hitting real problems.
0: We've touched on a subject that's close to your heart and we've done it in the right way by someone who's going through the journey and someone who can educate us yeah. on the issues.
1: Well, that, well so- that's what I wanted to do. You know, I'm not equipped to answer all these questions that these girls are sending in to me. And I, I genuinely felt bad that I couldn't answer them or help them. So I felt like it was my duty to use this platform and get an expert on and give some advice on where to find help and what to do.
0: Yeah, and hopefully we've done that. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, get your questions in. You know, Dr. Jeffrey Braveweight has very kindly um, offered his services to anyone who's really struggling with this. So get your emails into com. Obviously, in a, any range of subjects, um, you know, all the fun stuff we want coming in as well. But also, if you are having a serious issue, we can hopefully help, or Jeffrey can anyway.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that I would like to develop more on this podcast, you know, you know, it's, I know it's a therapy crouch. It's lighthearted. It's a, it's a place of escapism. But we can help and tackle some serious issues along the way. And we will be putting on our website more information on endometriosis and where you can find info and get advice and more help. But yeah, that's it for this week. And thanks for listening to us. Yeah. And you can catch us on our socials, um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and...
0: therapycrouch.com. And that Peter Crouch podcast is back. Uh, you can get in touch on thatpetercrouchpodcast.com. How dare you plug that your,
1: is a shameless plug? How, dare, plug. You plug po- oh, how <laughs> dare you plug your podcast? How oh, dare you plug your podcast on
0: this? Honestly, it's
1: unreal. <laughs> so, guys, if you enjoyed that, we've got so much more content on our YouTube channel. Click here to subscribe and click here for more videos.